I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and that can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic. So that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Alana and use code 25ALANA to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Alana code 25ALANA. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we tend to keep things bottled up, we throw them under the rug, and We just keep forgetting about it, pushing it away, ignoring it until it just gets in our face. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, to take those things that you've been putting away and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. I personally used to always bottle things up and ignore them and tell myself I was okay. And I got really tired of doing that until I started to go to therapy regularly. Therapy is a place where you can gain positive coping skills, learn how to set boundaries, empower yourself to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who have who have experienced major trauma. I personally haven't experienced major trauma and I'm an active user of therapy. Therapy has honestly changed my life and if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're capable and able to switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Alana to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Alana. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! <sighs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lan or Lana. Today's episode is another Ask Lan episode. This was supposed to be Friday's bonus episode, but I just gave myself too much work last week with all the social commitments I had going on between events, meetings, etc. So it's today's Monday episode instead. I am officially two weeks out from running the half marathon. I went for my last super long run this morning. I'm recording this on Sunday, so literally the day before you're listening to this, I definitely procrastinated recording and editing, but we are getting it done. We are getting it out for you guys. I did my last half marathon long run for my training. And now it's going to be tapering in my training. I have two weeks today. I will be running my half marathon. Holy fuck, I just realized that. Okay, cheers. I ordered a new running watch. I ordered a Coros Pace 3 GPS watch. A lot of people have Garmin for runners 55s or 255s. I've heard a lot of really good things about the Coros and it's more affordable, still very expensive, like $315 Canadian. Also got really been spending too much money. I also got a pair of Powerbeats Pro headphones because my AirPods kept falling out when I was running and I didn't want to have to worry about that in general when I was running and especially during the half marathon. So that's exciting. Got to try out a new pair of running shoes that I'm so grateful New Balance sent to me. It's their Fresh Foam 1080 V13s. There's sirens going off right now. I really hope you can't hear it. If you can, enjoy. But really been loving them. I like them significantly more than the 12s that I have from like it's I have the 12 version. Other current faves, I got a new knife block. I'm really excited to use it. It definitely is a little slightly different aesthetic than my previous one, but I'm excited. Definitely an adult thing. Been loving the cooler weather. Love getting to wear a nice sweater in the morning. However, we are currently going through a um, a heat wave here in Toronto. I think it's gonna be up to 28 on Tuesday, which is pretty crazy. I also recently found a matte Pilates studio that isn't heated in Toronto. I've been on the hunt for one near me and I haven't been able to find one. So I went for a class. It was a Pilates vinyasa class last Tuesday at Good Space. It's in Parkdale and I really, really liked it. I'm doing another Pilates class this week there. And it's honestly really affordable, I'd say, especially in comparison to what other Pilates studios charge and other fitness studios in general. They have an intro pack for three classes for $50.50. And then they also have a light monthly membership, which is four classes a month for $68. Like, I feel like that's so reasonable, which I think I'm definitely going to do because I've been craving lower impact Pilates workouts again. And hot tip, really been loving going out on a Thursday instead of a Friday like night. It's kind of fun. Your weekend feels longer, but you are hungover on on Friday. Sorry, yeah, on Friday, which isn't the best, but going out on Friday, on Thursday. So, oh my God, I can't speak. <laughs> going out on Thursdays has honestly been fun. And all the finance guys, are usually out like all the corporate baddies are out on a Thursday night. So it's kind of fun. It's a slightly different crowd potential husband finding kidding. Not really, but I don't know. Thursdays have been fun. I've been hosting pre's at mine and then we're going out and it's fun except for the next two weeks. I'm not drinking. Last Thursday was the last time I was drinking before my half. I'm going to do 
two weeks sober, which is totally doable. I'm just in the habit of going out a lot lately and been having a lot of fun with it. So it is a little bit annoying, especially with it getting colder, but I rather feel really good for my training and my run than have another potentially mediocre night. I don't know. You know what I mean? I rather the benefits of not drinking outweigh the cons. Okay, so this week's episode obviously is an Ask Lan episode. I have typed up all the questions that you guys have sent me. Well, some of them were repetitive, so I just selected a few from my question box last week and put them into a Word doc, and I'm gonna answer them for you guys. Obviously, I just wanna make a disclaimer. I'm just a 20, I was gonna say 23. I'm just a 24-year-old girl. These are my thoughts, my opinions, how I would operate based on the circumstances that you've provided me. So take with it what you will. You don't have to do anything I say if it was your question or whatever, or maybe had a similar one, but just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. I can be kind of blunt, but I guess you knew that if you asked me a question. So anyways, starting off with some dating questions. This isn't really in any particular order, but the first one deals with dating. Advice on making the first move. I'm honestly a really big Instagram like slide in type of girl, like respond to a story or DM them or like text them if you have their number. Making the first move in person. I'm not like really like a pickup line girl. It's more like if it happens organically, I'm not afraid to like kind of hint at like what I want. Like say I wanted to hook up with a guy or they wanted them to kiss me, like getting a little close with the vibes are right sort of thing. Looking down at their lips, like making eye contact with their lips sort of thing. I've seen like some things on TikTok be like, you could go up to someone in a bar and be like, hey, like my friend thinks you're cute. Are you single sort of thing? Pretend you're asking for a friend, but then just kind of be like, oh, sorry, that friend was me or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one, but I'm really just like an organic, like if it feels right, if the vibes are right, if it feels appropriate, like sort of thing, but kind of like the first move, if it's like more so like out of the blue would be responding to a story on Instagram or something like that. But then as we know, boys don't really post Instagram stories. So not always super helpful. So you can also just like DM and say, Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at this. <laughs> okay. How to not be anxious when you're by yourself all day working from home. I definitely experience this sometimes and that's why I really love my morning routine. So like making sure I'm getting outside, getting fresh air, getting some movement in, taking little breaks throughout the day if I can and using those breaks as an opportunity to like leave my apartment and go on a walk or to like run a short, small errand is really nice and going for a walk at the end of the day just to get outside to feel a bit social. Also making plans during the week if you can or having activities to do like at the end of the day during the week and not just saving all your social time for the weekend. Like it doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but I find that really helps. Also, if you're able to like go work in a cafe like some days, like maybe designate like Mondays or Tuesdays to be your cafe working day. Work there for a little bit or do like a half day where you're working in a cafe just so like you're surrounded by people. If there's co-working spaces near you, I find even just like the act of being around people makes me feel a little bit better because you can feel a little crazy if you're in your apartment or at home all the time. So I find that really helps. Obviously journaling, practicing gratitude, meditating, 
are all amazing things to help with anxiety going wow i keep getting like such hiccups <laughs> going to therapy regularly or talking to a counselor those are all amazing ways to combat anxiety but i think just really prioritizing your self-care surrounding your work and trying to work in cafes if you can how can i figure out what i'm passionate about then incorporate that as a work or hobby i think there's this huge thing especially with our generation like gen z even maybe millennials that we feel that we have to like love our job and that's super awesome and obviously that's something that like everyone strives after but you're not always going to love your job sometimes your job is a place to just give you a paycheck it's a place to work on skills, to give you consistency, routine. You're not always going to love your job. And even if you do love your job, you're probably not going to love every aspect of it. As much as I really love my job, I don't love every single aspect of it. Just like a person working the typical nine to five or working in a corporate job may feel like you're not going to love every single freaking aspect about your job and that's totally normal. But in terms of figuring out like what you're passionate about for like hobbies or I guess even work, it's just like trying a lot of different things. So I know in school, I took a variety of different business courses to kind of figure out like what area of business I knew I was really going to like because I knew I was drawn to business, but I didn't know what was the thing that got me excited and I really enjoyed. And you're only gonna figure out these things by trying a lot of different things. It's a numbers game at the end of the day. So definitely be open-minded to trying new things. Talk to your friends, see what they're doing and give it a go. And eventually you'll land on something that you like more than the others and then keep going with that. It takes time for passion to develop. Almost think of it like a relationship. It takes time for feelings to develop. So. You have to work on something and you're not always going to be great at it at the start. You have to give yourself the opportunity to learn, to evolve, to get better. But I definitely would say try out as many things as possible and then you'll figure out what you like the most and then you can lean and lean on that and focus on that in terms of kind of like turning a passion into work. You can either get a job at a place that fits into what you're passionate about, like say you're super passionate about the media and television. So you intern at a place like Entertainment Tonight, like ET. Or maybe you're super passionate about fitness and health. So you get a job at a gym or you explore the idea of being a physio or a personal trainer or something like that. Like there's so many different ways. And if say your goal is to like be your own boss, start to build it on the side of like, your normal nine to five that you have right now. Like build that on the side and eventually like maybe that side hustle can turn into your nine to five, your full-time thing. But that's like what I would do. What advice do you have for beginner runners? Run slow, forget about your pace, like leave your ego at the door. I would figure out, actually no, that's too complicated for a beginner runner. I would focus on time rather than distance. So just tell yourself like, I'm going to go run for 10 minutes and try to run that entire time without stopping. Just set a 10 minute timer and go and then slowly increase that time. Eventually, once you get to a certain point, you can start to focus on distance more so and get more intricate with your training, but just start with focusing on time rather than distance. So just like focus on time on your feet. I really love the Runna app. The Nike Run Club app also has a lot of great guided runs for beginners specifically, which I did at the start. 
However, I think I've personally seen the most progress in my running from using the programs on the Runa app. It does cost money. Nike Run Club is free. You can still use Runa for free, but you wouldn't get like all the capabilities unless you paid. I personally have it. I bought the one year membership and I really enjoy it. And I've honestly have never seen this much progress in my running and have gained so much confidence in my running. And I really attribute this to the app. I always have my code for two weeks free in the show notes. I got the code after I bought the program for myself. Just so you know, guys know, like I heard about it from the British running girlies. I tried it out. I really liked it. You guys, some of you had been asking me for my code. And so I reached out to them and got a code. Run slow, focus on time over distance, get good running shoes. It will make all the difference. It is an investment piece. There are more affordable options, but I would go to your local running shoe store and get fitted. Everyone has a different foot. Everyone has a different gait, which is like, how you run and land on your foot. Some people pronate, some people need more support, higher arches, lower arches, narrower feet, wider feet. If you're wearing the wrong shoes, you could get injured, you could feel really uncomfortable, your runs aren't as enjoyable. So I really encourage you to go to your local running store and get fitted. And then my last piece of advice would just be, be consistent with it. Make a promise to yourself, the more that you run, the easier it will get and the more you'll start to like it. So run slow, focus on time over distance, get proper running shoes and be consistent with it. And also don't increase your distance. Like say like your total distance for the week, don't increase it the next week by more than 10%. That is how you can prevent injury. Also warm up and cool down properly. You can find proper warmups and things on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, pretty much anywhere. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? That's a hard one. I would say focus on you and stop caring about so much about what other people think, what other people are doing. Stop the self-comparison and the people-pleasing. Just focus on you and what your goals are and keep that tunnel vision because if you decide to focus so much on what will people think, how will they perceive it, what are other people doing, like, oh, this person is already doing this so much better, you could be putting that energy into yourself and bettering yourself and getting better and stronger at whatever it is you're focusing on so much faster if you put that energy into yourself instead. So just focus on yourself, do what you wanna do without taking into account how other people will view it or what they're doing. If you think it's like maybe better than you or whatever. How do you take care of your body while running and training? I make sure that I'm eating a high protein diet when I'm running, I'm making sure I'm also getting enough carbs in. Carbs are so important for running. So making sure I'm feeling properly before my runs, during my runs, after my runs, that I'm staying hydrated. Electrolytes have become my best friend. I really like the ones from Element, L-M-N-T. I also like the hydrolyte ones. I'm making sure I'm stretching and foam rolling and doing things for recovery. I really love going to other ship to go to the sauna and the ice bath. That has been a big thing to making sure my muscle, my body, my mind recovers, getting enough sleep. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal, honestly, can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. 
You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city. And I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Warming up properly, cooling down, making sure I'm doing mobility and stretching, cross-training, so not just only running or only doing strength like with strength like also doing pilates and like other forms of exercise and when doing running like also doing strength training and pilates to complement each other making sure i'm taking rest days making sure i'm taking it easy if something isn't feeling right if i feel an injury coming on knowing when it's pain versus just discomfort, I would say those are like the main things. How do you get out of feeling down or being in a funk midday? Obviously, I'm really lucky because I have the autonomy over my schedule, but I find going on a quick little walk, even if it's just around the block, really helps. And I honestly used to do this when I was at the office working my old nine to five job. I would go on a walk and like grab a coffee as my 15-minute break, you're allowed to take a 15-minute break. Like, legally, you are allowed. So just, like, go on a little walk, get some fresh air, focus on my breathing, maybe put a little walking meditation on. I do have an episode on this. I'll link it in the show notes. I actually recorded it recently. Let me check what the episode number is. Okay, so episode 144, your hot girl guide to getting out of a rut, reset your mind, and level up. I talk about this and then I also have another one a bit further back, which is episode 102 is trying not to sad girl, which is similar. I think I had another one, but I don't know. I can't find it right now, but those two are great. Episode 102 and episode 144 are both ones about getting out of rut, but I find honestly just like 
resetting my environment, giving myself time to reset my space, breath work, doing a meditation from Headspace is really helpful. Just like kind of resetting your mind and your environment can really help and just like make you feel a little bit better. I really am a strong believer that your mindset and how you're framing things and how you're viewing things can really impact and you have the ability to change that if you put in the work. And sometimes you will still feel a bit shitty, but you could feel better by doing these things. So definitely take a moment, focus on your breathing, do a little meditation. Even if you're in the office and you're at your cubicle or in your office or whatever it is, put your headphones in and you can put the meditation on while you're doing your work so no one even has to know. You can even go to the bathroom if you don't wanna leave the office or you don't wanna do it at your desk. There's so many ways that you can do these little self-care tactics if you get into a funk midday, but I find a walk, even if it's in like the hallways of your office building, really, really helps. When to know that enough is enough with a friend you've had for years and have had a long history with. I definitely have had my fair share of friendship drama when I was younger, not as much anymore being older, but I think if there is a constant pattern of the same behavior and that behavior is upsetting you and you feel like your relationship is toxic, and it's not really adding to your life anymore. And on top of that, you have healthily, maturely, and clearly communicated what it is is happening and why it's bothering you and given that friend an opportunity to be aware of what is happening and to make changes then and only then, and like they haven't, then I think enough is enough and you can either make a harsh And to the relationship, like, make it very clear-cut. Listen, like, I can't be friends with you anymore because of X, Y, Z. Or you can choose to kind of leave the door open and just, like, slowly distance yourself from this friend. Keep things kind of civil. Make your own peace with it and know what your own boundaries are with that friendship. I'm really not one to burn bridges but obviously like you want to know when your friendship is over and I don't think a friendship where it's constantly hurting you and tearing you down is worth keeping especially if there's no shown evidence that it's getting better and they're trying to be a better person but I also want you to remember that a friendship is a two-way street and I also want you to be aware of what is your part in this? And is it maybe the way you're communicating and the way you're acting that is causing them to also act in that way? Did you take part in the reason why they're behaving like this and why you want to end the friendship? I think self-reflection is really important. Like, is there something you can do to better the relationship as well before kind of putting it to rest sort of thing? So just like, Look at your involvement in the relationship, look at theirs, look at the patterns, look at it as like a case study and then make that your choice. Advice on getting over a situationship. I'm a huge no contact person. I think no contact is the best and ultimate way to get over a situationship or relationship. If you're continually having contact with this person, whether it be over text, call, in person, it's gonna make it hard. When they're out of sight, out of mind, it is so much easier to put that energy and attention onto yourself and into your friendships and to just like keep moving forward. I think it's also important to kind of like have a funeral for your feelings and for that situationship and to do what you need to get closure independently of that person 
whether it be journaling, whether it be venting to a friend, whether it be a meditation, do what you have to do and then kind of just like decide, okay, this person, this situationship, they're in jail, they're in the graveyard, hypothetically, obviously, and also delete your conversations with them. I used to never delete my conversations and then I would find myself looking at them or like kind of just like holding on to them, but like holding on to them for what? Anything that's worth memorying, memorying, remembering is in your head. You don't need the conversation to remind you and you don't need to see that name on your phone. So I would strongly advise you to delete them, like delete your chat. I, you can mute them. I've muted people before. You can unfollow. There's really not, it's not a big deal to unfollow in my opinion. Again, out of sight, out of mind is my philosophy and go on a run, listen to music. Honestly, Tate McRae slaps like her set list. Perfect. Let yourself feel your emotions. Give yourself a timeline to be really sad and upset and mad and irritated, whatever you're feeling. I say usually 24 to 48 hours, nothing more than like three days. And then move on, on to the next. We're focusing on me, me. And before you know it, you will forget it. What is your workout split, including running? Right now, I feel like my workout routine has changed quite a bit. I'm just gonna put on a light because it's literally dark in my apartment now. Okay, so right now, I have been training, well, for the past few weeks, it was kind of weird with personal training because of races and travel and life and everything, but I train with my personal trainer, so I do strength training twice a week. I do that on Wednesdays and Fridays, and then I run. Right now, I'm in half marathon training, so my running is a bit more intense. I do that three times a week. I do a recovery run or easy run on a Tuesday. I do speed work on Thursday and then my long run is on a Sunday. I think after the half marathon, I'm definitely still gonna try run three times a week. I'm gonna switch into a different sort of training plan. I think I wanna get my 5K faster. I haven't really decided. I'm gonna look at the different plans on the runner app to see, but I definitely wanna stay consistent with my running. Obviously mileage is gonna go down as the colder months come and also cause I'm not gonna be training for a half for the next few months. So, because I'm going to do the one in May. But anyways, so I lift two times a week. I run three times a week. I've started to do Pilates again, which is once a week. Sometimes I'll do the Pilates. Like last week I did Pilates on Tuesday when I run. So I did like, I ran in the morning and then I did the Pilates yoga class at night because it was very low impact, more stretching kind of vibe. Like I wouldn't ever do a run in a berries on the same day. Like that's way too intense for me and for my body. And I don't think that's really healthy. But right now my workout schedule is looking like one Pilates a week, two strength training workouts a week, and then three runs. And I honestly feel pretty content with that. And obviously it ebbs and it flows based on my life and how my body is feeling. That is kind of what my workout split is right now. How do you put yourself on a pedestal and not put men? I did an episode a little bit about this. What episode was it? I feel like I spoke about it in episode 120. It was dating in your 20s, 101 apps, first date, and rules. And then I probably spoke about it again in episode 126, being single in your 20s, dating yourself, pain points, hookup culture, and double standards. And probably again in episode 131, dating in your 20s, 101 mindsets, the perfect profile, matching, and getting off the apps. I'd say that's pretty accurate. 
and maybe episode 139, doing it for the plot, dating, routines, last month of summer, and habits. Honestly, I have a lot of dating episodes, but essentially when you are putting yourself on a pedestal instead of men is you are prioritizing yourself, your needs, your wants, your schedule, as opposed to being at the beck and call of this guy that you have a crush for or crush on or whoever it may be. Because I feel like I'm not alone in this. Well, I know I'm not alone in this. It's really easy to become a people pleaser and to just want to do whatever for this guy in hopes that they'll like you back sort of thing. But instead, I want you to put yourself, imagine yourself being on the pedestal and they're below you. <laughs> Obviously, we respect everyone and whatever. But for the sake of this visualization, you're on a pedestal, you're above them and your priorities. So like your workouts, your schedule, your needs, your wants, everything come first. And if they fit into the picture, they fit into the picture, but we're not like letting go of the things that we know bring us joy, make us feel good for the sake of hoping that this man will like us. And instead, we're also asking ourselves the question, do I like him? Do I like how I feel around him? Does he make me feel good? Does he make me feel safe? Do I like how I feel when I'm with him? Or do I not really like how I feel? Do I like the idea of him more? I think when we put men on a pedestal, we're constantly thinking like, do they like us? Like, how can we make us, how can we make them like us? What are their likes? What are their wants? And yes, some of these things are important. Like it is important to be aware like of your partner's likes and wants and interests and stuff like that. But Again, there's a very fine line with it. And I think you should be a priority because who else is going to prioritize you other than you? Obviously, eventually someone else will, like your partner will, and they should. But if you're not prioritizing yourself, why should they? Sort of thing. I hope that helps. How do you deal with feeling overwhelmed or manage stress? I find when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it really helps to break it down and kind of baby myself a little bit. So writing a to-do list of everything that I have to do breaking down each of those things that I have to do, checking it off once it's done, encouraging myself to just like focus on one task at a time. When it's like all in your head and you're trying to remember everything and you're feeling super overwhelmed, it makes it feel so much bigger and harder than it actually is. But if you take the time to physically write it down on paper, I really love my little to-do list pad. I'll link it in the show notes. But taking the time to physically write it down and to see this list in front of you and to be able to categorize like what is a priority, what is a semi-priority, what can kind of wait really helps to calm down. I think also taking time for yourself in the morning and having a morning routine where you can kind of just like disconnect from the stresses of your life if you have the pleasure of doing so is really helpful even if it's just like a five you're the three little things that I've spoken about before five minutes of breath work five minutes of journaling and five minutes of getting outside of moving it really really makes such a big difference and it doesn't have to be this whole ordeal an hour long two hour long routine situation. It really just can be 15 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. Meditation or breath work, journaling, and getting outside. Set a timer for five minutes for each of them. And I promise it will make you feel a little more calm, a little more zen when you approach the tasks or the things that you're feeling overwhelmed about. I also think telling someone like, hey, like I'm feeling really stressed, verbally like hearing yourself say it out loud and like expressing it to someone 
makes you feel a little less alone in it. And if you're able to ask for help with any of it, don't be ashamed in doing so. It is not something to be ashamed of. There's a few more questions, but given the time of this episode already and what time it is now and the fact that I have to edit it for you guys and I want to have it up on time, I'm going to end the episode here. I hope that this episode was helpful, that it was eye-opening, that you enjoyed it. If you did, I really would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's how you can help support the pod. I love reading your little notes either under the reviews or on Spotify on the interact thing. It's really, really cute. And I love being able to connect with you guys. I also love when you tag me on Instagram stories that you're listening or put me in like your reels of your favorite podcast that you're listening to, especially when you put me with like Trin and Kaylee. It's really, really cute and sweet. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.